Hey everyone, welcome to Cookville Now, a video podcast about the people, places, businesses of Cookville and the Upper Cumberlands and what they are today. I am your host, Herbert Williams, and my co-host is Clarissa Williams. Hey everyone, welcome, and we're glad you're with us today. We've been out to all of the Meet the Candidate events, and we wanted to um, invite the candidates into the studio here in Cookville and just talk to them about their candidacy for the city council. Today we have Mark Miller, and you are rerunning. Yes, I'm running for re-election. So you want to start out things by telling us a little bit about yourself. Yes, um, my name is Mark Miller. Um, of course, born and raised here in Cookville. Um, I went to tech. I've got two degrees from tech. I've got a, a bachelor's degree in operations management and a master's degree in public safety. Public safety's um, like law enforcement management, fire management, um, like some of the higher level management of um, public safety entities. Um, I've got a business here in town where we put orange stuff at road construction sites. So anytime you see orange barrels, orange cones, um, that's my business. That's what I do. I'm a former state trooper. Uh, my time in the highway patrol is kind of what got me into my current business. So um, that's just a little bit about myself. I've got a beautiful wife and a two-year-old son. He's a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, knowing all that, um, why, are, why did you, why are you running and why did you decide to rerun? Right. Yeah. So, uh, the f when, when I ran the first time, uh, the reason I wanted to do it is I want to help the city of Cookville, like grow into a place where like, I would want to live in 30 years. And now the, the reason why I'm rerunning is I've, I've got a two year old son now and I want a, a place where he will want to stay and remain in 18 years. Whenever he leaves my house, I want to like set the seeds in the, the city. So it grows to a, a place that's someone would want to actually live at. So. Right. Okay. Well, let's jump right into the questions. So the first one that we put at the top of the list is transportation. So a lot of people, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're at the grocery store, eating out at church, wherever, people are talking about the roads. It's either congestion, potholes, uh, road patterns. What would you do to help the, uh, improve the current situation? So one thing that we did in the previous council is we actually created a transportation fund. The transportation fund generates about $1.5 million a year. And $1.5 million a year isn't a lot of money to go toward all the roads in Cookville, especially with um, gas prices going up. And that means asphalt's really expensive right now. So uh, right now we really utilize our planning department to like check and see where the roads are, where they're failing and what we can do to like lower those grade or raise those grades. So the roads aren't failing anymore. Um, so, so I, I rely heavily on the planning department and um, do whatever we can to use, I call it a measly $1.5 million just to, to help our situation out. Okay. Well, let's continue on topics that are kind of on the top of everybody's list, healthcare. So a lot of people are moving to Cookville, continuing to move here. We know that there are retirees moving to the area and healthcare is always at the top of their list as well as families, like you said, you have a two-year-old, so you want to have good health care. The city of Cookville um, is a little different because they own the hospital here, CRMC, and um, we would like to hear about 
how you feel owning that helps the city of Cookville and how does it directly uh, contribute to the tax base? All right. So first off, it, it, the hospital has, it's worth a billion dollars. So the city owns a billion dollar asset. And then the revenues of the hospital are 300 to $400 million a year. So that's 300 to $400 million a year that all of that staying here in Cookville, like the doctors who live in Cookville, the um, leadership all live in Cookville. So, um, and then all the employees, like a thousand employees all live in the, the general vicinity of, um, of, of Cookville. So that's a huge thing to keep and capture that money and keep it here instead of it being shipped off to a major corporation um, in Nashville or wherever that corporation's at. Uh, one, one really good thing that our hospital does is the charity care. There's over $30 million of free care that they give away every year. And, and a lot of them are the low profit margin um, cares like dialysis and stuff like that, where it, it could be a hindrance to someone to have to travel to Nashville to, to get some of those um, low profit margin procedures. Okay. Well, um, we, we know Cookville is experiencing great growth, brings a good economy, but if things were to change and things were to just go in a different direction and you were helping make decisions, would you be in favor of one, scaling back services, two, cutting staff, or three, increasing taxes? Yeah. So, um, our employees make the, the city go, um, like you can't just look at a little line that may have a little downtrend and say, Hey, we don't want you to serve our city for 30 years. So they may be an employee for 12 years and like, we're like, Oh, we're going to have to let you go because, um, there's a, a little bit of a downtrend In, increasing taxes. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of, um, the, the property tax increases, uh, and, and we did do a property tax increase because we didn't have a transportation fund, but I think we've got pretty much all of our bases covered now on our funds. So my, my goal is to do whatever we can to ensure that people are spending money in Cookville. And yeah, you said, what if there's an economic downturn? Um, we have to do whatever we can to, to drive that. So there is an economic downturn so we can keep our, our tax base up. Um, scaling back services would possibly be one of the first things we'd have to do. Like, um, uh, I don't know about garbage pickup. We might have mm -hmm. to like try to sell some of our, uh, our entities to someone else. If that is the case, if we really do have a horrible recession, but I, I don't see that happening. Okay. Um, <clears throat> as you know, homelessness is it continuing to grow and is becoming a, a, a some some sort of an issue or somewhat of an issue. What would you do to help solve that? Right. So um, th there's been a couple different things that have happened uh, over the past four years because homelessness is increasing, especially with um, rental rates and housing rates just booming in the city right now. Someone had a proposal that, hey, let's make a law that would say, hey, you can't fly a, a sign. Um, we started talking to the city attorney about that because um, there was some push for that in the community. And the city attorney said, you're going to have a First Amendment lawsuit immediately on your hand and you're going to lose. And that's so so that's four or five hundred thousand dollars that we would lose in a lawsuit right there and then not have a law on the books. So, well. 
we kept continually talked about it, and we were like, well, let's try to fund a program that can be a gateway to for homeless people to be able to get into the, some of the services of like the state and the federal services that they offer. So we created the SAS program, and we have 24-7 coverage, or we help fund the SAS program, or we have 24-7 coverage where if we need help with an, a homeless person, we can make contact with them, and it, we have the first gateway to get them to, to, to the services that they need that, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, and then the next thing is we, we really need to push our economy. Uh, our economy needs to continue to grow where those jobs are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of people are like, well, I offered them a job and they didn't want to take it. I own a company. Um, there are some people that I wouldn't feel safe putting out on my job. It, so we need to make sure that we have all-inclusive jobs that are available for everybody in the community. So as we talk about the community and the growth, a lot of people are really excited about the opportunities that come with that growth. Uh, but we also have the flip side of that coin where that we want to keep our um, small town charm intact. So how do you manage the growth and counterbalance that? Right. So um, in our planning code, we have what's called the Central Business District. That's you're part of the um, you're either on the board or you're right in the central business district here, which we have some pretty stringent zoning that comes along with that, where um, it helps keep at least the downtown charming. Um, and we also have what's called the the 2030 plan, and we're about to start to do a 2040 plan once we find out if we're going to be a metropolitan area or not, but those plans help us manage the growth where we're not putting multifamily houses in residential neighborhoods. Yes, we may be getting denser in some of the single family um, neighborhoods where it might be right now it's RS20, but it might be RS10, which still means they would have to have a half acre lot. But those are all defined in our, our 2030 plans, the 2040 plan, or eventually our 2040 plan. So, um, I just want to kind of stick with the plans that the people that do this full time and not just a, a part-time city councilman, like just kind of stick with their plans because they know what they're doing. Great. Well, one of the things that Herbert and I did about seven or eight years ago when we started this company is we laid the foundation and said, our Christian faith is going to be the center of that. And that will be, everything will be built on Christian values. Right. So throughout the campaign season, I guess is the right way to say it. We have heard a lot of people reference praying and their faith. And as a fourth generation Baptist preacher's daughter, um, I have friends that are atheist, agnostic. We all agree to disagree all the time, but we have good conversation. Um, And I believe that it's important to share your faith with folks. But I also hate when people, which I probably shouldn't say hate, but (laughs) I I dislike when people use Christian or faith as a convenience. So we felt it was important to ask the question about where your faith is rooted or tell us about your faith. Right. You may not hear me uh, speak about my faith too much, especially on a um, public in a public setting. And, and the biggest reason is I think that we need to be a diverse community where we're accepting to everybody. So if I'm sitting here and I'm saying, well, I'm praying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and someone may not understand what I'm actually praying to, then they um, 
they, they, they might not feel comfortable talking with me, but I am um, born and raised in, at First Christian Church. That's where I I went to all the way up until when I got married, and we're, we're going to the First Presbyterian Church in Cookville. That's my wife's a Presbyterian, so um, <clears throat> I really, really um, ha- have a deep um, gratitude. It, my, my life, I always say, what would Jesus do in most every setting that I um, – any question that I try to um, solve or anything. Like I remember the, what would Jesus do bracelet that I would always wear growing up. And I, think I had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so like I try to live by the golden rule and, um, but I, I'm not going to sit here and say, Hey, let, let's pray on this. Let's do that. I, I really um, try to keep my personal faith um, for me and my family. And I, I try not to, go out and say, hey, um, let, let's all submit to this one way of thinking. So, All right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We put your company in front of the right audience. Our services include website creation, search engine optimization, search engine management, social media management, geofencing, video production, podcasts, and more. We can help you get found easy and affordable. We are your partner. We work with you as your team, giving you the best option for marketing. Stop by today, email us, or call us at 931-854-1313. Welcome back. So let's talk about the mayor's position. So last year there was a lot of conversation, and there's this race going on right now for the city council. And historically, there's always been a mayor chosen by the number, the most number of votes. Um, the council votes and whatnot, but I know there's conversation about whether that should be a standalone position or if it should continue the way it is now. Where do you stand on that? Right. So currently our city is able to be managed at an extremely efficient manner because we have stability within the ranks. So the city council hires a city manager and that creates a buffer between um, the political side and the actual operations of the city so you can have your 30-year employees you can have your um your your core group that have a lot of institutional knowledge actually stay um within the ranks without there being a new mayor elected and this person didn't vote for him so he's going to get rid of this person or that person didn't vote for her and she's going to get rid of that, that person. So um, I really like where we're at right now. Um, one thing that may happen as we grow is the mayor may become a full-time position where they actually get a salary, nothing like the salary of the city manager, but it would be more of a um, public figure style where you, that they're not coming in and they don't have any operational control of the actual city, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of events to go to and they, they are the face of the city so that they may need to actually have a salary where they can go and take care of those situations. Okay. All right. We often hear people say, I wish Cookville had that, or I wish, when is that ever going to come to Cookville? For example, like a target or something. 
if you could have anything that you would like to see come to Cookville, what would that be? Well, uh, the biggest thing, and, and I push it all the time, is uh, commercial flight at our airport. Um, so just think about it. If you are a business person, you're, you're, you own a company from Spain, and you're looking for a place in uh, America to build a factory because you need to build a factory in America for your operational purposes, and you land at Atlanta or Chicago, and you look up at the terminal – board and you say Cookville, Tennessee. So you'll look at your phone and be like, Oh, Cookville, Tennessee. That looks like a nice place. Um, I think that that would be amazing marketing for not just marketing, but just an amazing tool for our city to have for economic development, our growth. Also, I think it would be nice for us just living here to be able to get on a flight where there's, you don't have to hit the hustle and bustle of being at the airport. <laughs> You can be in a flight within 15 minutes and you can go anywhere in the world because we have a little small flight to Atlanta or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking the big 747 jets, but just look at a little Canada Air regional jet that's once or twice a day here. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a, a really large benefit to our city. Just, just make it easy for those executives to get here. Right, 100%. Yeah. So knowing you're an incumbent, what did your family think about before and now about you running for this position? <laughs> um, the first time I didn't have a two-year-old. This time I have a two-year-old. So um, I haven't been able to make all of the appearances that I can. What did make last time. Last time I was at restaurants every night and every <laughs> meeting thing possible, like, any little club group this time I have to be very selective of where, where I go because I do have more responsibilities this time than I, I did last time. Um, but my family has been very supportive, um, of me. So that's, that's that's the way it is. Well, we all know Cookville is awesome. There's so many great things here. Um, we love going down to outdoor experience and then you can just walk on Mm -hmm. over to the, the park there behind it. Um, if you were to pick something, whether it's an event, a place, a destination, and you said this is something that defines Cookville for me, what would it be? Well, right now, um, having a two-year-old, it's the Fountain at Dogwood Park. Mm. We are at the Fountain of Dogwood Park daily. We go to the park daily. Um, it is such an amazing place. Your kid, or my son, gets to meet people from all different cultures, all different walks of life every day and gets to make friends there and gets to play and just learn and explore. So I, I love Dogwood Park. What would it, I'm trying to figure it out. What was, what would be a question or what do you wish someone had asked you during one of the forums or con- during at this point, what question would you have liked to been asked? Yeah. So I, I have, been asked this kind of, but I haven't been able to um, focus on it directly. Um, we do have a development probably coming to Cookville that is going to be the biggest development that everybody's going to love. Like uh, I, I'm not going to go into it in too much detail because it is a very, very, it, it's something that needs to happen. And um, when this comes in, we're going to be behind the park because we don't have a South interstate drive, something that connects Willow and um, behind Sam's club. Mm -hmm. We need to right now 
build a road over Pilot Snob, like where the big cross is and where the water tank is. We need to build a big commercial road and probably blow a little bit of that mountain up so we can get back and forth. Would okay. the cross stay intact? The cross, everything would stay intact there. Um, the good thing about that is, is there's only three property owners that we have to deal with. It will be a very easy, because we have to, um, do a little bit of demolition work. It will be semi expensive, but not so expensive that, um, it'll be out of, out of the taxpayers, uh, ability to do that, but it will be such a big benefit. And once the development comes in and it starts to grow up, we'll, we'll never be able to do that. So. Okay. Is the annexation already set up for everything? Or? Well, it that's all. It's already inside the city of Cookville. So okay. There's no, um, we, the city of Cookville, everywhere that this road would go is already. So it'd be a okay. smooth path. It'd be a smooth path. <laughs> yes. So I have a question that's not on our list. We have, um, we've lived in a lot of different places. And one of the things that I always watch is voter turnout. And I think that in Putnam County, we always see voter turnout is really low. And I, you know, personally, I feel like our country is headed in the wrong direction right now. And I am like, if we just got more people to vote. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm busy. I don't know how. I'm not sure what to do. What, would, what advice would you give to people about voting? Yeah, so voting makes your government work. Like, Whoever is voted into office is who is going to make the decisions for you. You can't complain if I've always said you can't complain if you don't vote because um, there might be something crazy going on in Washington or Nashville or even here in Cookville, but you didn't vote. So like, why are you complaining about it? So that's, that's the first thing that I always say. Um, one thing that I think that scares a lot of people away in, in recent years is the crazy negativity that's been going on. You can't turn on News Channel 5 right now without there, with there being a positive political ad. So the, the, the politics have just turned so negative that we need to bring some positivity back. And I think that that will really, really drive um, voter turnout of people like, Yes, they're doing this for me. So right. that's, that's the exciting thing. Well, I agree. Um, what is, is there something else you would like to tell us about yourself or share with you that you haven't at this point? Well, um, you probably need to go out and vote. I mean, that's the, <laughs> the biggest thing. Like, There's nothing personal about me that I, I want to say, but I, I would um, like to see everybody at the polls. You had... You can get my, well, I'll just give you my phone number right now. It's 931-349-0836. You can call me at any time. I will answer the phone. That's one thing that people that may agree or disagree with me, they always like, I'm going to answer the phone and um, try, try to get back with you. So. And what advice would you give to the younger uh, Mark? If, if you were going to go back in time, what would you tell yourself? Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> no, like if I, if I could go back, um, I, I probably would have uh, joined the military. So like out of college, I went to the Peace Corps. Um, but you don't get the same veterans benefits. And 
Um, so I was like, I'm serving the country through the Peace Corps, but um, it was only two-year service instead of a four-year service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably would have joined the military. Yeah. Well, we work with a lot of uh, Gen Z and millennials, and I asked them, if you were asking the city candidates, uh, city council candidates a question, what would you ask? So I have three questions that we came up with. All right. So the first one, if you were going to choose to go out to eat or stay at home, which one would you choose? Well, my wife is an amazing cook, and she actually takes a lot of time to study and figure out flavors. So, like, I go to restaurants sometimes, and I'm like, eh, this is meh, compared (laughs) to what we have at the house. All right. Well, the second one is um, also food-related. We eat a lot of food in the office. (laughs) Um, So, if you were going to pick a dessert and you had the choice of cake, pie, or cobbler, what would you choose? I'm a huge key lime pie fan, so that's my favorite, is key lime pie. And the last question, they first said it was a joke, but I said, no, I'm going to ask that. Um, are you a gamer? Um, I play a lot of Monopoly. Um, <laughs> like I've got a Monopoly app on my phone. I play Monopoly all the time. When I was back in like high school, my uncle would take me to – he's in Cincinnati, and he would take me – um, to like a Monopoly group that they had where it was like a full room of like 50 people and they'd play Monopoly all the time. So I've always had just a huge um, interest in that that game. So. Well, thank you for coming in. Well, thank you for thank being you. with us. Well, thank you. <laughs> and thank everyone for watching Cookville Now, your local podcast about the businesses, people, and places that make Cookville and Upper Cumberland what they are today. Thank you.